<laughs> Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Emily. And my name is Andrew, and I nearly and just the- lost my hat. Goodness. Because <laughs> the intro went off without a hitch. It went off without a hitch. I felt the need to air drum like I was listening to uh, Tom Sawyer, and yeah. <laughs> Naturally, you had, when you you had, to, you, you had to do a rush reference there, didn't you? I did. I mean, what else do you do? Like absolutely intense air drumming. Are you impressed that I got the rush reference to someone who doesn't like rush? Yeah, but also you don't have to like rush to to understand references. Yeah, but they just mostly reference other people's, you know, creative ideas. Okay. So it could well, be a lot of things. Have some respect for the dead, okay? I didn't say I didn't. <laughs> uh, well, how you been? I feel like we haven't... I've been good. We haven't actually recorded in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie. It was, it, it was kind of nice to... To not have to worry about it for a few weeks. It was nice to take a little bit of time off from it. Time off is good. Yeah, it's just really strange. Like, wait, am I supposed to? <laughs> Are we recording this week? No, no. Right. It's like we doing the math be- in my head, having stress dreams, waking up. <gasps> we didn't do an episode. Yeah, I think the thing is, like, we had been just trying to accommodate a bunch of other schedules. So yep. we ended up having a couple weeks where we did, like, uh two episodes in like a one week period, which, you know, a lot of people do, but when, when, when you're trying to like come up with topics and like talk about new stuff, like you're kind of like, I don't, I don't know what to talk about with you anymore, friend. <laughs> so a couple weeks, a couple weeks is good. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Can I tell you what we did last night? Yeah. We smoked a, a pork butt too, actually. My, my fam, I have some family in town for the first time in a long time. And, uh, for the first time since I got the Traeger, so we did an overnight smoke of some, uh, pulled pork and it was ready as of this morning. Nice. Did you have it for breakfast or are you waiting for lunch? Just letting it rest. We're letting it rest, um, for lunch. Nice. Yes. Very excited. It looks like it turned out really well. It was faster than I thought it would happen. So I'm kind of like. That's, that's always the, this could be great or was it too fast? Uh, no, time. it wasn't too fast. They were two three-pound pork butts because that's all QFC had this okay, week. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, well, I I know they always say two hours per pound, but I'm like, it's that's never happened. But when they're that <laughs> so, small, it's going to go a little quicker, yeah. A little quicker, but it was still closer to nine hours. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah I usually hit somewhere between 90 time. and 120 minutes a pound. But that fast? It can be as fast as 90, which is probably why it turned out so dry last time. Which is a good yeah. reminder. I need to get a new thermometer before I attempt oh. another round. Yeah. Yeah. Look Rough out. shakes. We're, we're sitting pretty, uh, it was like, oh man, it's looking at like 225, 230, like just right at the sweet spot. It's going yeah, really quick. And then wrong. tested the monitor again and I'm like, oh, no. You want those little thermal guns so you can just point it at the, at the smoker from your... Yeah, but is that allowed in city limits or? Thermal guns? Are you joking? Yeah, it's a firearm joke. A what joke? Firearm guns. What's that? Is that a cartoon? Oh, like a gun Gun, joke. Gun, gun. I got you. All right. Okay. Not gun guns. Then yes, I did. Sure. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So what's new with you? Uh, What's behind me? Oh, that's that, not a green screen anymore. This is not a green screen. No, I mean this interact is, with it. Oh, he's interacting with it, listeners. Uh oh, you're out of focus again. Oh, he's showing off his tapping skills. Oh, his Jennings Voyager Deluxe. That is what that guitar is built for. Is uh, Van Halen? Yeah, that ukulele <laughs> is a little bit close to the uh, bass there. It is, yeah. That's not uh, where it was intended, or that's not the intended final destination. And no. I've got um, bookshelf over here, a little bit of wall space. I'll probably put that just so I can easily grab that nice. without having to yeah. move. People who watch um, some of my demos will see I have a, a mandolin up here, and it's actually a smaller, um, yep, a smaller hanger. Yeah, I got a smaller hanger, but it was an empty slot, which yeah. will hopefully be filled sometime this year. Let's go ahead and put that rosewood neck right on it, though. I thought about it, but uh, I'm, I've got it like in the closet, like away from sunlight. Mm. Well, they shall be in the blanket. Sunlight. 
Yeah, no, actually, I just put in blackout curtains over here. I've got one nice. more window to cover in blackout curtains. I just need to order something that'll fit this odd-shaped window. Yeah, we, I don't have blackout curtains in my studio. Sometimes I wish I did. The thing is, like, if you've been to my house and in this room as you have, um, the people who lived here before us, they decided that, like, this these cast iron fixtures would make great uh, curtain, curtain rods. And I think the only reason that they did not take these curtains is that they probably just completely forgot how to undo undo them. So I think I'm I think I'm really stuck with these curtains for the rest of my life. Nothing a pair of scissors couldn't fix. Uh, but then you have to get the new ones on. So then you have to get like the portable sewing machine. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I'm just gonna live with always having a cool color to my demos that are filmed during the day. Well, there you go. They're blue. Yeah. I like Not having so the option to uh, to adjust. <laughs> yeah. And Where did control- you find such an orange sofa, by the way? Facebook Marketplace, and I can't even claim that I found it. Uh, Melissa did. Melissa find it? Nice. Being the interior design phenomenon that she is. Have you uh, taken any naps on it yet? No, I haven't. I, we actually <laughs> probably need to redo the, the stuffing on it. Mm-hmm. There's... There's like a crater right in the middle where like if I sit in the edges, it's fine. But if I go exactly in the middle, like I fall between like, I don't know, a couple of support beams or the spring there is just dead, but I just like fall <laughs> completely through. It's great. Um, Amazing. But I mean, it's orange. Uh, it comes apart. Like the arms come off uh, if I need to. I, I can pull it forward and it folds flat. I was about to say it's a sleeper, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why there's that weird bar in the middle. Um, but yeah, no, like the back of the couch literally like folds back. So you pull it forward. It's nice. kind of like a car seat headrest. Not the band. Not the band. <laughs> Good band, but not the band. And then we, we already had these Fine pillows band. laying around and Melissa's tried to donate them several times in a row. Tried. Tried. Rejected. Tried and failed. No, I, I reject. Because you keep rejecting it. Yeah. I like these pillows. But we've never had like a couch or situation where they made sense. And, so and they make perfect sense. They make perfect sense right here. Excellent foresight. It's finally come full circle. So yeah, so nice. now I, I have a, an orange couch. I have an orange guitar. I've got so much orange throughout the room. I've got an orange painting over there. I have an orange clipboard on the wall with my to-do list. I'm sincerely so happy for you to have your own little orange haven. That's nice. And I've got a door that shuts. For the first- Isn't that amazing? It's no really more amazing. haunted, disjointed children's voices. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> that was always funny. You just you just like shattered. watching you, then watching you like reach for the mute, like that. <laughs> yeah, riding the mute button, doing the 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 parent stare. The, yeah. the child comes running around the corner. How many? I want to know how many episodes we have of you turning around and going. Only a couple of times where I've had to walk off camera for a minute to go deal with parental duties. But <laughs> nice. um, speaking of lighting control, let me, uh, <laughs> I got sent home for some testing, a nice. couple of toys, which I swear actually legit. Yeah. It, it's okay. just, I just, cause, cause I do some focus group stuff and I'm not always allowed to talk about I, I will talk about the toys independently of whatever your thoughts are. What? That was a weird sentence. Yes, I'm trying to wrap my brain around that one a little bit. I will share my personal opinion if you don't mind. Sure. I, why go. would I mind? Um, no, so I guess at home with these for testing for um, – trying to actually write out some code to control these things separately, but they all, they do come in with a built-in app. They're called uh, their Elgato brand uh, key lights. And yeah, so I've got like a neat little control app right here and I can go bright. Come on. Ta-da. Nice. I can go less bright. I can change my color temperature. The the funniest thing is the Brio is automatically color correcting. I know it's doing a really good job, isn't it? Yeah, it's doing a really good job. (laughs) So if I, if I disabled all of the, the focus and color correcting and brightness adapting, it would make more sense. But, um, yeah, no, I'm excited. It's a little bit of fun to play with. 
It's always Can't nice. See if the brios are still sold out. Oh, the brios are finally back in stock. Maybe I'll go. Ooh, maybe I'll ask. Go my buy a brio. One. It's a great not, camera. I don't have to. I don't have to buy brios. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love it. I use one both here and in my actual office. If it's for work, I'm making my boss pay for it is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, I have, we do have calls. so, you know, it's nice to be sent home with equipment and get to play with it for a day job and, um, yeah. have a chance to try and work through it all. So nice. So your shirt reminded me, um, the make noise, not war. That's Madiverse electronics. Did you see? He has he he made this little like delay whistle thing he posted on Instagram. Yeah, that guy's a genius. Why Looks is so that cool. brand not bigger? I've been saying this about a couple brands like Bookworm Effects and Metaverse are in low sounds are the th- three of the big ones. Where I'm like, these people are g- literal geniuses. Why are why, like why was the Trimstortion not a bigger pedal? I don't know. No idea. All I know is I'm way overdue on ordering an air trash. Oh. Yes. I want me, one for my bass rig <laughs> so oh bad. And they I, sound cool, dude. I want to demo one. It uh, reading th- I, I think I was reading through like his like his like history of how it came to be and he Oh yeah, how he was like this sounds awful. I can't but stop in a playing good way. it. <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't stop playing it. Totally. Now, so remind me remind me to talk to him cuz I think we can get you one not for free probably, but uh, no, I, 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 I yeah, I want to spend money. They're all, they're not expensive. No, he, he, they're so under. Actually, if I'm honest, actually, it's underpriced. All of all of his pedals are underpriced. Now that I think about it, I completely agree. Um, Somebody tell Matt his. It's only 129 bucks. Yeah, dude. Buy yeah, one. no, I literally have no excuse at this point for not having bought one. Oh, there's a matte pink one. Okay. I I was just gonna send an email like, hey. Any chance? No rush, but at some point you'd have an orange enclosure for that. <laughs> I mean, I think that's very doable. You know so, what? I'll I'll see. Yeah, let's let's talk because I yeah I have his email address. We can talk to him. Yeah, I just unearthed my base rig as I've been kind of moving into the space, and of course, like the on camera part of this room is the most put together, uh, but the rest yeah. of it's starting to come together. I've got a little bit more shelving to hang. Um, yeah. and get stuff out. But I, I did unearth my base rig finally throughout the process of this move. I'm like, oh, yes, let's nice. make some noise. And sometimes things, certain things seem to just take forever to unpack. I think that, uh, I think we've basically like figured it out last summer when we were it's like going through everything we own to like get rid of a bunch of stuff. Yep. Uh, I finally found, I'm like, I've been looking for this for three years and then other things i'm like i've been looking for this since we moved to seattle in 2015 i thought it was gone yeah i mean for us it's uh for i think for melissa it was more of a we kind of have it split into two phases and the first immediate like needs to get done phase is this place needs to be livable Uh, so we need to be able to make food we need to be able like so stuff has to especially with a kiddo yeah there's got it so the kitchen's got to be put together there's got to be space to sit in the living room uh, you have to have beds to sleep on in the appropriate rooms and places to put our clothing, that sort yeah. of stuff. Um, so that was like our, like our immediate goal. And then our stretch goal to sound corporate, uh, is to have everything actually unpacked. Sound corporate or sound like a Kickstarter campaign. <laughs> Hashtag growth hacking. Speaking um, of, woo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how many people, we who, who listen to the podcast are like active on Instagram or TikTok, but um, I had uh, my Dan Electro uh, Spring uh, King <laughs> delivered, <laughs> and I'm just sitting. I'm working on some stuff, and uh, my cat's in the window, and she usually just is like hangs out there, and then just kind of waltzes away when she's done, just bolted. And I'm like, what the hell happened? So I, I like peek out the curtain. I'm like. Well, there's nobody out there. And I didn't hear the gate, yep. which is normally like normally because it's kind of a loud gate right. and um, a loud gate for a reverb. Uh, and I see a package <laughs> just kind of like in the middle of my patio. Yeah. And yeah, people yeah. Sometimes pe- people sometimes miss the front door. They go into the patio and typically they'll either put something like by the window on the table or kind of like stash it behind the grill. And this one's just like in the middle of the grassy area. Yeah, yeah. grass. Uh, <laughs> and uh, could you I'm like, imagine yes. mowing a lawn if you actually had real grass right there? 
Like that uh, tiny... Rick just has this little, we just have this little push mower thing and it's a piece of, you know, those things suck. Uh, they need to get the blade sharpened, which means we're never going to use it again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, know um, how that goes. Yeah. So I go out there, I grab the package. I'm like, I didn't hear that gate. And also it was really weird. It's kind of like up on its side. I'm like, that's yep. weird. So I'm like watching and, uh, sure enough, like right when the cat bolted, FedEx guy walks around the corner from the main street, sees my fence and goes, Whoosh. and I just imagine him going swish. <laughs> so my, my spring reverb just like, doo, 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 doo. could you tell, and was you it know, like, it was an underhand toss? Was it like a, like a Damien Lillard? It was like Lillard? that. It was like that. Damien Lillard. Yeah. Fade away. Like whoosh. half court shot. Win yeah, the game. it was. And by winning I the just, game, I, I mean getting fired. Okay, so <laughs> let me just let me just say this so that everyone it's on record. I don't want this person fired. I I I did call FedEx. I like returned their call after I tweeted about. It. I'm like, listen, I don't think you should be firing people right now. Yeah. Like, I just want him to not do this again. Like, I just want him to like learn. I don't care. Right. Like, it's just like you don't treat people stuff like that. You don't treat people stuff like that. Um, it's like it's sure. one thing if it's the Dan Electro Spring King. If it had been my Surfy Bear Compact, I might have felt differently about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, th- I think to a certain degree, that's where you, you take a step back. And be like, come on, guys, why did this guy feel like he absolutely had to? Was it because he was lazy and took an ex- like fell asleep in the car in an unplanned break, or is it because you guys are giving him way too much to deliver? on an unreasonable time schedule. The latter. I I think the odds, like, listen, my husband worked for FedEx in Seattle. So my husband was literally that guy for a while. And he, it was, it was, it was miserable. They, they, like the expectations they put upon him were um, untenable. And uh, it caused him so much stress that frankly took him a long time to get over. Like, he, it was a long time before he could drive without feeling really anxious again. Hmm. Um, and the person who had his route, my husband's route before my husband took it over, literally broke his back on the route. So, yeah. My husband, I mean, he was making a lot of overtime, but at what cost? Oh, yeah. At a certain point, it's no longer worth it. Yeah. It's like people like me, like I can, like, I'll work. 65 hours a week and that's just how i feel like i'm a whole human being which is probably its own thing i should discuss with my therapist (laughs) but uh rick doesn't have whatever whatever is is making me not able to like sit down (laughs) and read a fucking book (laughs) you know yep but uh yeah so do you have anything new with you my friend uh, nothing terribly new. I'm waiting, um, or rather, the sofa. I, no, yeah, the sofa's new, getting this place moved in. I think this is the first podcast that episode we've done where there's actually been stuff moved in here. It's so, like, I've got yeah. a nice rug underneath me now. There's stuff on the walls. Uh, it sounds it, a lot better, less, um, echo chambery. Yeah. There's, I think there's still a little bit more work to be done in here to, to, re- I think there's a little bit of room noise. I think it sounds pretty natural. But, well, without sounding silly. I think it sounds nice. Oh yeah, before it was like I was yeah. recording in a bathtub. It was a little distracting, but it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was throwing me off during a couple of those episodes. I'm like, this sounds bad. It, it did, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was like I because I, I loop in my own voice back into my ear so it doesn't sound as weird. And yeah, I do that too. So just like a little bit of a mix in, and it was mm-hmm. distracting even to me. Like it, halfway through a sentence, I'm like. Wow, that sounds really bad. Wait, I was saying something. Oh no! Oh no! Panic! <laughs> Panic! Yeah, yeah. So if anybody felt weird about the last couple episodes, like I think that was it because this is feels feels a lot better. I mean, thankfully we had some awesome guests on. It was great to have yes. a working class musician. I, working class music. Jason Tia. Yep. You know, Rain. I told I told them they should have their own podcast because they I are agree. just so good at talking They've to got, each other. Oh yeah, totally. They're they're great talkers. It was a, a absolute pleasure to chat with them. <sighs> them like, on any time, sincerely. Legitimately, I like the episode is ending. Like, 
could I call out sick today? But I had to get work. <laughs> I was like, this is too much fun. I know. <laughs> so if you if you all missed that episode, check it out. Please go subscribe to their YouTube channel. They did their uh they did a demo of the uh, Ventera Telecaster uh, in a different color than mine, and the whole thing starts off like it's a job interview, and it's just like, how is it so good? <laughs> Man. All right. Um, can I show you my what's new? Yeah. It is the old blood noise endeavor expression ramper. I've been dying to talk about that so much, (laughs) but I knew that you had it and I was going to wait for you to bring it up. It's so cool. Yes. It can turn any pedal into a chase bliss pedal. As far as I'm concerned, (laughs) like that's my favorite thing about chase bliss pedals is like, you can do the, the bouncing and the ramping. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely one of the things that makes it unique. Yeah, and this has uh, so you can do square or um, uh, sine wave ramping. You just go to A, select on the pedal where the the A will be on the expression, then you flip over to B, yep. flip over to where B, and then you flip down to rate and set your rate. Boom! It's also a soft switch. I but like I soft am switches. so stoked! I need to. I loaned a couple OB and E pedals to um, my bandmates, so I need to pick those up to use in the demo, but I'm also going to demo it with, um, the dusk by Dr. Scientist for sure. I might, I might hook it up to the Iridium because doesn't that have expression? It does yeah. have expression. So yeah. Wouldn't I, it be funny? So I could do the mids, <laughs> make it an Ottawa. <laughs> yeah, that could be cool. And also even just the volume to just give it a, um, a tremolo effect. Yes. On like a, uh, on a fender. Kind of setting. That's a great idea. Yeah, I think that could sound great just as a really natural. Yeah, I'm like. It could also sound really bad, but you know. I don't think it would sound bad because I do that on Chase Bliss pedals a lot. Um, turn them into tremolos. Oh, it's a such a good sound. Only it's only sixty bucks. Another thing I have no excuse for not having purchased yet. All right. I feel shame. I'm buying a second one. I'm ashamed. I'm literally not kidding. I'm right now buying a second one. No, I, I um, no, I think the one that I want to, tr- I would love to try that on is uh, Night Sky. Yes, especially with the the enveloping feature. Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> Imagine yeah. ramping the enveloping feature on that, which is just so unique for a reverb to begin with. That could be so rad. Yeah, totally. They also sent me the split meld, which is a their little twenty twenty nine dollar. I was talking to Emily Harpist, uh, Emily the Harpist, Emily not- Hopkins is her name. Sorry, Emily, uh, Emily Harpist, and she said she bought one of these and uses it at instead of a traditional TRS to TS splitter, the Y cable. Yeah, it's the same price. I'm like, huh. that's that was really really smart because uh, with some pedals like the Poly Digit. Um, they have TRS stereo outs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was like, oh, I need to find a way to actually make that stereo. So she got the, um, got this and used it as just a TRS TS splitter. Totally. Yeah, that makes sense. Really Especially cool. since a lot of the, like the pre-made cables for a TRS split are just like the ugly with like that cream and like halfway orange red. They're never quite ending. right. Let me grab mine. And, and then like they, like, they're either the right angles or they're really bulky. I'm like, yep. this is a lot more flexible than this, which yep. is shocking. And also this was more expensive. Right. Exactly. Yeah. This, yeah, this, yeah. At first I was like, I don't understand it. And then I talked to Emily and she was explained it to me more. And she's like, I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. To, to quote Owen Wilson. Wow. 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 Nice. I better get off of this website before I buy more pedals. Okay. Um, That's the danger, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Let me just pull up one more thing. Um, so uh, do you want to just like thank our sponsors? I would love to thank our sponsors. Our sponsor this week is Rude Tech. RudeTech.com. Uh, I haven't released this demo yet. I'll probably release it. Uh, actually, I've either released it on Monday, which is unlikely, or Wednesday, which is tomorrow, which is more likely. It's the three muff fourteen distortion and fuzz. It's mm-hmm. three three Russian muffs in one box with a, a litany of extra features. 
Uh, where did a I litany. A litany. A plethora, it, if you will. I moved it when my niece came over, so it's not super handy at the moment. But I, I'm shocked by like the feature set of this, and it looks so cool. It looks like a Russian um, MiG jet fighter. Have you yeah, 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 yeah. It's the it's green. And, uh, I would call it blue. It's like blue? a green blue. Okay. I I call it blue. Uh, but uh, it has uh, the black, green, and Civil War muffs. And then there's uh, this tone toggle that gives it a more open kind of Southern California sound. And then uh, there's an optional overdrive that you can put after the muff to help boost the mids a little bit. It's like all of the gain stages at once. Yes. It's – and I, I'm I'm not even – joking like this thing sounds so good i was i was i was floored i'm like ah, another muff buzz i'm just wondering if like that much stacked into itself could floor. achieve like that that weezer classic wall of sound yeah situation I, think so. I totally think so i'm just gonna ping it to you um it's uh available there's only th- <laughs> as we're recording there's only two in stock so you might want to go to the website and join the email list. And it's, as click uh, happy as I am right yeah. now, it might be one. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> uh, built-in mids overdrive, yes. Internal trim pots to tweak the mids device. Oh, and then um, I forgot. This thing I didn't mess with in the demo because I'm not going to. Socketed op amps and transistors, which means you can get your own and you can replace the yep. op amp transistors. So cool. Then I, I could really put like an Jesse. LM three hundred eight in a big muff, and it would just be like, "What's colliding?" <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's really, really cool. Um, I'm, I don't know why I'm just so like overwhelmed with how cool this is. I sent him an email like, "This is this is one of the best fuzzes I've ever played." Note to future self: uh, take pictures of the trim pots before I start adjusting. Yes, because I like, oh, I remember it was about three o'clock, and then I'll like twist it, you know farther yeah. and wait a minute was it three was it two wait was, was it, it three o'clock when the pedal was upside down or right side up i don't even remember anymore mm-hmm. absolutely i did um, that i did that once when i was working at guitar center showing off the the trim pots on the inside of a way huge swollen pickle there's two oh trim boy. pots on the inside completely forgot where it was while i was showing the customer could not get it back to normal and I had to sell them a different one <laughs> I honestly don't know what happened to that particular unit. Bee stock. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad. I was so scared. I'm like, oh my God, I broke it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of. But the yeah. trim bots so, are there to be played with on that particular unit. So it's not like it was so, the uh, end of the world. So, yes, uh, once again, thank you, Jesse from Rude Tech, for sponsoring. I've also been putting together his Ain't Afraid Fuzz when I have, like, 15 minutes here and there. Uh, and I'm really excited about that. Uh, it, it's a great cause. So check out both of those products. Um, but the 3 Muff 14 Distortion Fuzz, really nice. I think fuzz lovers will be happy with that one. Um, I also want to thank the people who support this show, our patrons. I would also like to thank our patrons. They're wonderful people. We have a new patron. I have to go to the page. I would like to thank our newest patron. Um, where is my... All right. I thought I had this pulled up. Oh. We have Brett Van Horn at the nice. $5 level. Thank you, Brett. Do you know Brett? I, I know of Brett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. On the list of people that I think are cool that I'd like to get to know better. And they're going to be in the Discord server now. So, Yeah, you can send them a link to join the Discord server if you if you know him a little bit better. Sometimes they kind of go. And then uh, Jordan Beal at the $1 level. Thank you both. You help support the show. If you would like to support this show, this channel, this podcast, uh, patreon.com slash get offset. As little as $1 a month, you can help keep us uh on a better web server <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, and sometimes purchases and products that we use on the show or that Andrew just has for fun. For fun is always a good reason. Yes. Yes. We get to have fun. Um, and you can also buy things at shop dot. Oh my goodness. 
get off podcast.com slash shop. And uh, if you do not see your country listed in shipping, I've been trying to fix that. However, you can fill out the contact form. Just let me know what you want, what the size is, and I will get back to you with a price. And I will just go send it to you direct. I have no idea why, but for some reason, it's not updating on the shipping countries that, to which we ship. But we do ship pretty much anywhere, which is cool. Yeah, that's the point of Printful is that they're supposed to have um, distribution centers in like on like every continent. Yeah, so it's not like they're shipping like from some random place in Mexico to like worldwide. Like they've, they've no, like we had someone buy in Australia, and I was like, oh, the shipping's gonna like really decimate this person. It was like seven dollars, and I'm like, oh, because it's shipping from Australia. Yeah, they actually make it, it was in there in like a week or something like that, like yeah. something entirely yeah. reasonable. We yeah. also now have women's sizes. So if you are one of the people who specifically asked for women's sizes, I made them. I just never think about them because I don't buy women's sizes because I forget. And I don't buy women's sizes because they are not flattering to my curves. <laughs> They're flattering to Rick's, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. it's – yeah, it's always frustrating when a website doesn't work. But there is a silver lining here. I've been, I, I also creep on the contact form since I also have access to our email. And there's like a low key, there's a really, there's a, it's not even like the internal dialogue in my head is like, oh, that's super cool to see that it's going to be going to this international location. One of the places I wanted to visit and will hopefully visit in the future, but two, like, it's like, it's super neat to see our reach go global and have that, even though it's a reminder because of the website not working right, it's still like a good reminder in the middle of all of that, that our fan base and, and support base is so wide. Which is really neat. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's really a beautiful thing. Thank you to everyone who supports us. And can I just say one more thing before um, we get into the topic? Yeah. I got a I got a really interesting comment yesterday, and this is one of those like they had me in the Uh-oh. first half, not gonna lie comments. I don't have any alcohol gonna, nearby to brace myself with. <laughs> I'm going to read it in the voice in which I read it as I was reading it. Uh, Listen, young lady. (laughs) Listen, young lady. That's a strong start. I should say, that's not a strong start. Like, I almost stopped reading at that point. You are a born instructor. These morons on here trying to show how to use this pedal should call their videos. Watch me rip. You're very talented and smart. Thank you for this video. (laughs) And I love that energy. And it just, like, it made my day. I was riding high on that all day yesterday. That's got some, like... young lady. That's got (laughs) some, like... Really positive Hulk Hulk Hogan vibes. I want people to give me affirmations in that with that energy, not like, "Oh, honey, you're so sweet, you're so smart and talented." Just like, listen, listen to me. You are kind, you are smart, you are important. <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Like I want someone to get in my face and and give me affirmations. <laughs> that is significantly more aggressive than the affirmations I wish to receive. However, hey, to each their own. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to get into the topic? Let's get into the topic. Uh, you, you, I, I guess I didn't realize we were talking about um, houseplants today. I was a little confused yeah, are you about not, that. Are you not prepared? Are you not, you're not prepared? Well, no, because well, I've got my pothos, but my pothos is on my desk at work in the office, not here on this desk. My well, pothos- that would be your work. Your work plant would be your industry plant. It, it would be my industry plant. It's, it's it's a it's a Queen Anne Pothos that I've named Willie. Oh, uh, because please tell me it's after Willie Nelson. It is because I'm going to roll it up and smoke it when it dies. I'm not actually because that would be that would be um, poisonous. Unhinged. That would yeah. not be. That's not what Pothos is intended for. Uh, but the, the, every time I someone swings by, oh, what are you growing over here? Something to smoke for later, and I'm like, aha, uh-huh, yeah, funny. <laughs> So that, that was like I heard that joke three times the first day I brought it in before I named it. So Willie seemed like a good name. Oh, you were being serious when you said you did name it after Willie Nelson. Because, I did, yeah. Uh, after I was oh, teased right. about it several times the first day I brought it into the office. I'm proud of me for getting for guessing that. And that was also just a great plant name. I Willie. Think so. Listen here, Willie. <laughs> All right. Um so we talked several weeks ago, if not months ago, about the idea of authenticity, like the fetish, fetishization of authenticity in music. And that was kind of um, a response to some comments about uh, certain musicians being 
industry plants. And we, but we didn't actually talk about what an industry plant is so much. I don't think. Um, and just how, okay. And just opinions on what it is, but it's been kind of at the forefront of Twitter and TikTok lately because there was this band that got big on TikTok called Tramp Stamps. And, uh, I think a lot of people just thought they were this queer punk band, grassroots kind of thing. Um, and then, more information came out about this band. Uh, wow. Some of it more concerning than others. Some of it just like downright hilarious. Uh, and uh, I wanted to talk about it a little bit because while I think there are some valid criticisms of this band, um, I think that the idea of industry plant is still like not like it's just a weird thing to say because uh, Joey from Leneve at Joey quits on Twitter tweeted. And this, this made me laugh so hard when I was drinking my coffee last week. Uh, industry plant implies the existence of music stars who have not had enormous sums of money pumped into their careers by major labels and tech companies to ensure their success. <laughs> and he's right. Like he is right. But let's talk about uh tramp stamps first. Have you heard of this band? I have not until you mentioned it as a podcast episode and I read up a little bit and I'm still confused. Yes. It's confusing. It's confusing, but basically they are this little spunky gen Z esque. I don't even know if they're gen Z. I think they might be a little bit, I think they might be like young millennials. Um, to be fair, but, a lot of performers meant for younger audiences uh, are yeah. often a decade older than the, the target audience. Like simple plan. Sure. <laughs> they were like 30 singing about getting grounded. It was amazing. Uh, yep. But um, so they are these three women in Nashville. They all have different colored hair. They have this very punk queer aesthetic and uh, just are a little cringy, I suppose. Uh, there, there's some cringy aspects about them. But what people what made people say that they were industry plants wasn't the cringy stuff. Not really that they have a song called that where the hook is I'd rather die than sleep with another straight white guy. And then I the have heard married that. to a straight, then the, the drummer's married to a straight white guy. Like, I don't know how you recover from you that. You know, I think I did hear that song. Did yeah. I hear that? On, I might've heard that on KEXP actually. That's possible. That's possible. Cause I remember hearing but, that hook. I'm like, huh? All right. <laughs> There's just so many funny things. Someone, I don't know what someone said, but they implied that they're not all white. Because the singer is quote literally Italian, which cracked me up too. Like that, like that kind of stuff is cringy. They seem to have their own sock puppet stan accounts that they used to interact, and they forget they're logged in, and they'll say like "we're authentic" or whatever, but they're still logged into the other account. Like just yep. things that make it see- like that might not be true, but it's like all of that is hilarious. Can I just I just have to say that's funny, but that's not why people are calling them industry plants. People are calling them industry plants because they're all signed to separate publishing deals. And uh, they work with, uh, I forget if it's their label or their publisher, I think it's the company that Dr. Luke owns. If you don't know Dr. Luke, he's the one who uh, held Kesha's career hostage and was her abuser for a number of years. Allegedly, that was never proven in a court, but that's what she says, and I'm inclined to believe her. Um so that is why people are calling them industry plants because it really does seem like there were these three songwriters in Nashville who got together, decided to have a shtick and really went for it. And I think it's hard to argue that is authentic. It's, it makes, even if it is, even if this is something they all love, this is who they've always been. It makes it hard to make that argument. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I, I see where you're coming from. It just seems like, uh, seems like an arranged marriage. Yes, and that's like maybe kind the of parents what... really do know what's best, but it might take a while for that to be legitimately bonded. Yeah, it, and there, there are plenty of bands in the course of human history that have been just straight up assembled. I mean, Jack, Jack White has assembled bands. The Black Bells was basically a band that he assembled. Um, One Direction was assembled. Um, the Backstreet Boys were assembled. Yeah, so like pop bands, especially pop bands, have a long history of being put together by other people. There is some 
there are some instances of that happening with Rock. The Runaways were, you know, Joan Jett, Lita Ford. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, that's where they started, if you don't know. But they were assembled by Joan and then someone else who I don't really want to talk about because he's a dirtbag. Um, this is not a new phenomenon. And that's why I really liked Joey's tweet. Because... Industry plant implies the existence of music stars who have not had enormous sums of money pumped into their careers. End stop. Yep. And the truth of the matter is, you cannot become a music star without financial backing. Either you are, like, born rich, like, um, I don't think we can, I don't think you can make the argument that Taylor Swift and Billie Eilish are not extremely talented. They are so talented- And we also can acknowledge that they had a bit of a jump start in their careers simply because they had a lot of money pumped into them. No sure. one would hear, no one would know who Taylor Swift is if she didn't get signed. And it seems unlikely that someone with that talent, that caliber of that caliber would not eventually have someone be like, let me give you money. You know, totally. Even my band is like, not DIY, not fully DIY, because even though yes, our band paid out of our pockets to record our record, we have uh, financial backing with Donut Sounds. He's he he has more resources than we've ever had to print vinyl, uh, to get our publicist lined up, all these kinds of things. So oh, yeah, yeah, you have to have financial backing. And it's just it's it's basic business. I mean, there, yeah. I, I think to a degree that people would be upset that that exists is based on this romanticization, romanticized, romanticized, Romantic, romantic romanticization, romanticization. It sounded in my head. It sounded like an English word, and then I said it, and then it it didn't sound like an English. No, it word. is because it's romanticized. It's romanticized. Um, <clears throat> it's a romanticized view of what the arts are like uh it, in especially in a capitalistic world which yeah. right wrong or indifferent is the world that we're in right now and so with anything whether whether i mean it's just another business so if we kind of bring it back and say okay well this is a business startup and yeah. you know you've got venture capital and backing and whatnot the same and now you've got a brand that looks like it's been built on grassroots but the reality is a lot of brands that you're looking at have venture capital behind them that's why you're yeah. seeing the ads on your TV. That's why you're hearing about it on the radio. That's why you're seeing marketing it on the is, shelves. Marketing you're, is expensive. Marketing is expensive. Distribution is expensive. I mean, the, there's just no way around that. Yeah. And the people the startup that, costs. You have these fixed costs that you have to pay for. And then if you want to scale, like if then even if stuff takes off, suddenly you need someone to help you because then. It, just because you sell a bunch of things or pre-sell a bunch of things doesn't mean that you immediately have the resources to grow. Yep. And that's something that's a problem a lot of businesses have. Like you need to get an amount of money so you can like work ahead of stuff. And sure, and to an extent, e-commerce has leveled the playing field a little bit. And this is this is something that like if you watch a couple of episodes of Shark Tank, will inevitably come up. Hey, would you like to distribute to retail or do you like to stay e-commerce? is one of the questions because the shark's like, well, we've got the connections to the yeah. people who are two distributors who could get you on shelves in target and Walmart, et cetera. That's not something. Yeah, you, Cause that's visibility. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting have product that visibility, in front of consumers. Yeah. If your hot sauce is on the shelf next to Tapatio, people are going to see it a lot more and a lot more consistently and get like curious about it and maybe try it as opposed to like, just running a bunch of Facebook ads. And that's why there's so many Facebook and Instagram ads for products because that's actually really, really, really cheap. Yeah. You can get, you can get like, I've gotten um, a five cent cost per click on campaigns before. So that's five cents. Somebody clicks and views your product. It's amazing. Or a dollar, even a dollar. That's so right. cheap. No, it's incredibly cheap. It's it been this. So. Back to it, music, it, maybe. Well, yeah. So back to music. I mean, you could look at that and I've seen ads um, for bands and whatnot. And it, sure, it's efficient and it gives you a chance to scale up to an extent, though. There, there, There's a ceiling to where that that is a limit. And yeah, 
certainly there's a, an extent where you're kneecapping yourself. Cause if you look at like streaming platforms and how little they pay, like sure. Like the access yeah. is, is great, but then you're also kneecapping yourself in what your, your revenue potential is. Yeah. And the, the reality is, is all this has to be talked about in the sense of this is a business mm-hmm. at a certain point. It can't just be like, Oh, well we believe in X, Y, Z and this is who we are. And the world will just accept that. And this will be one big love lead get together festival. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's, it is a business. That's why it's called the music business. And it's a business because the people who are creating this art, they want to make a living doing it and they deserve to, if you're consuming someone's art, don't you want them to be able to do more of it? Or don't you think that at least they deserve to be paid for it? But it takes a lot of money before you get paid. Like even if you're like, uh, so there are some bands who have done it like all by themselves. Like, this is true. This is real. This happens. Ani DeFranco started her own record label. I don't know if she started with an investment. I actually haven't read that in, into that that much. But I wouldn't be surprised if someone had some faith in her and, and like, at least gave her a, a jump start. Because, okay, let's bring it more modern. Civil Wars. The Civil Wars, remember them? Yep. They had a huge album and then, you know, they broke up. Uh, the band broke up. They were never in a romantic relationship. Right. Um, Despite the several, the multiple rumors. I think the rumor is more like he liked her and she was married. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, that's, that's, that, that's the story I've heard most consistently and I'm inclined to prefer that one. Um, but they would always talk about how, you know, we hired our own PR team. We brought in our own this and that and that and that. And I'm like, well, how could you afford to do that? Right. So there's obviously some money in there. We've already talked about like Taylor Swift and Billie Eilish having a lot of money to start out. Um, tons, probably more than you would expect of like indie stars or not super duper mainstream people started out from wealthy families. There's nothing wrong with that. I came from an upper middle class family and it gave me a lot of benefits. Instead of having like a ton of jobs all throughout high school, I could focus on school and music. It's probably why I'm, you know, as decent a guitarist as I am because I didn't have to go work at Kroger five nights a week and do my homework. You know, that's the, those are, those are the benefits of not having to worry about money. You know, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a, a, a long list of benefits for that. And there's a, another Discord server that we were talking about this in last week. Right. And it was just everyone sharing stories of like the ways that like financial inequity have kind of kneecapped otherwise promising artistic and other careers uh, yeah. because of the need to do an unpaid internship that you can't afford and those sorts of things. I mean, it, yeah. uh, same thing with the business world. I mean, music is just part of the business world. And so, there's no There's getting... unpaid internships in the music business. Exactly. Tons of them. Like they this industry runs largely on unpaid interns. I well some of parts of it. Parts there of it, are sure. record there are like especially indie labels where um not ones where I've worked but uh I remember talking with um my boss at an internship that was actually a paid internship in the music business. Whoa! And uh, <laughs> she was talking I was talking about someone else I was working with at another unpaid internship and she said oh yeah that guy used to have that record label i think the interns basically just ran that one i don't really know what he did <laughs> and i was like yeah i can see it because as i as, as i was intern- doing two internships at the same time i was like yeah this guy doesn't really do a lot on his own does he sure yeah uh yeah and even but- if it's not like a formal internship internship i mean there's an argument to be made to a certain extent that it's the same dynamic that if you have to spend money to make money if you don't have the money there yeah. It makes exactly it difficult right. to go. So it, the way that the system is naturally built out, it lends itself to to privilege to a degree. And so when you look at industry plants, I think it's just they had privilege when they started. Yeah. They had back. Congratulations. Had who, you, 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 Sherlock yeah. over here. Like, come on. And, and when you look at like what they have, which was publishing deals, which is, as they pointed out, very normal, albeit yep. not so normal for DIY queer punk bands. Um, maybe a publishing group saw an opportunity to make some money. Take a chance. Yeah, exactly. Someone at a publishing group looked at them and thought, oh, they're, I think that they could connect with people. 
I think they could sell records. I think they can write songs that will do well. So that, that, I mean, there is some merit in that, but there's also, it's still so very much connection driven. Like you, you cannot send unsolicited demos to record labels or publishing <laughs> companies anymore. You can't, yeah. they will throw them in the garbage sealed for their own like safety mm-hmm. because if they open it and then one of their artists happens to have a similar song come out is out of coincidence uh, then there's that argument because um, what you need to sue somebody for infringement on your own music is you need like it to be substantially similar and you need to prove that they had access to right. your music. Like uh, a few years ago, I think it was Viva La Vida by Coldplay. Some other band came out and they're like, oh, Chris Martin was at one of our shows and he heard the song. And that's why Viva La Vida sounds just like our song. And Chris Martin was able to prove I was not anywhere near you when you say that I was. Yep. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons, like they are very similar, but it, it sounds like it was a coincidence. And then you have like George Harrison writing my sweet Lord. And uh, then he just had forgotten that he had heard the Ronette song. And then you got like, you know, covered. Sam Smith and Tom Petty and like, Oh, I hadn't heard that song before. I'm like, but he had I, free and that was his argument. Uh, no, it was, uh, um, won't back down. Won't um, back down, right? My bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's that's still like if you have you been to a grocery store in the past thirty years? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I just no, that, no shade to Tom Petty, but I'm just saying like Tom Petty has permeated grocery stores, which is a level of success <laughs> I would love to see in my life. Yeah, no, I, I agree. <laughs> I when <sighs> insert Tom Petty song here when I hear it in the grocery store, I'm like, all right, I'm feeling spendy oh, yes. today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's go take I mean, a look I at the actually, uh, let's see if there's any stakes in the clearance section. I had Tom Petty ruined for me for a number of years because once I was stuck with a company I wasn't super duper happy with with a bunch of people I wasn't super happy with and we did a bowling night and uh some some of uh, one of the other parties who was bowling had apparently put like $50 into the jukebox play the same four Tom Petty songs <laughs> over and over for like it was three hours and it was that down and it was free, free the flying. and she's a good girl. And I was Bang like, oh, out wings. Like, I love these songs, but oh yeah. my God, it's just, it just became such a like bombardment. Yeah. I couldn't listen to Tom Petty for like three years. After and that's that. why I can't listen to Christian radio stations because <laughs> it's like that, but on repeat, you hear the oh same song God. three times in an hour. Eh, that's if a lot of radio stations too. Um, yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. But yeah, like this industry costs money. And I think that, can we just say there's nothing wrong with like having some extra breaks. There's nothing to be ashamed of. I don't think it's a, a super valid criticism of somebody as like somebody who is actually successful and good. Like right. Billy and Taylor. Um the, well, because you people, can't make those arguments. Because we said before, you cannot fake having a connection with people. You can kind of fake a hit song, but you can't fake people loving your music. Exactly, and I think that's what a lot of people. I think some of the implication is that oh, well, they put your music in, even though it wasn't necessarily as good as someone else. Uh, they they just they, doing you a favor, put you on the map because you knew someone, and to a certain extent, no. Because these these people, it's not just about like, oh, hey, like we're friends, like I'll hook you up. It, it is certain to doesn't work like that. Yeah, at a certain level, it's like no, we're talking about millions of dollars of profit difference between you or somewhere else, someone else. I'm not going to just miss out on millions of dollars just because we're friends. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, like, okay, so Brad Paisley is a good example of this. Brad Paisley was a songwriter in Nashville and apparently just such a nice guy that he was given a chance and that is kind of relationship driven, but also he had some proof and like, he had some like proof yeah. behind him. Yeah. There's proof behind it. And there's something to be said for no matter how talented you are, if you're rude, it, it's going to really impact your career. Especially now, like the tolerance level for like petulant children is, is in the gutter. Totally. As it should be. So as it always should have been. I, I think the argument of like someone was just like kind of doing you a favor. Sure. Like they're to a degree, maybe, but at the end of the day, I think when it's all driven by money and profit, the way that this capitalistic business world is built on, yeah. then no, it, 
they look at this and it's a, it's purely, can I make money on this? Yeah. Oh, we can. All right. Labels make money before you. You're the, if you're the star, you're literally the last person getting paid. Right. And you're, and because unlike it, I found out that, did you know that in book publishing, you only have to, you, you get your money after you recoup just the advance, just the advance, only the advance, only the $30,000 or whatever they gave you to live on that year. Meanwhile, the music industry, it's the advance you have to recoup. You have to recoup the marketing fees that you did not approve. You have to recoup your own lunch that they took you on. You have to recoup literally everything and right. they will not, no, they will not give you a ledger unless you really fight for it to get an itemization of everything that you have to recoup. It's right. Uh, you got to recoup the vinyl pressing expenses, the CD, the tapes, everything. The, the PR. Oh my gosh. It's, oh, yeah. And that's how you can end up like a tribe called quest, have a platinum selling record and make $0. That's how you can end up like the Dixie chicks and have like one of the best like selling country albums of all time and be like, I don't even have a million dollars in my bank account, even though this record has grossed $200 million. And so if you bring it back full circle and look at the tramp stamps industry plant, whatever, uh, a record label or a publishing label, you know, insert executive here took a look at the, at the market analysis and said, Oh, well, this is a gap that our label hasn't filled. This is a gap that we could fill. This is an example of a band that could fill that gap and make yeah. us some money. Why are we not signing them? That's- or, or why don't we put something together? And that's, that's the difference exactly. I think. And that's what people are really, I think, Hooked on is, were these people just assembled? Maybe. But did anybody bitch about the Black Bells when they were just assembled? I think I think the tramp stamps are cringy. Like, I think that they have some very questionable decisions um, that they have made. I don't, I'm not super chill with them being associated with Dr. Luke. Um, I, right. I think that's kind of a weird choice in a lot of ways. And, um, and there's there's layers of irony with that. Yeah. Yeah. But there's uh, Joey also tweeted, like this was a back in 2018. Anyone who uses the phrase industry plant is an industry plant. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So that's just something people have been talking about a lot. I kind of wanted to hash it out with you and like, I just, just I'm not going to, I don't see the point of caring. I don't see the point in caring if somebody's in the right. Just don't listen to their music. You well, know? I mean, to a degree, sure. I, I, I think I, I don't want to minimize people's frustration. I think I, I, th- I think there's some legitimacy. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to push back here. I think there's legitimacy sure. to some of the frustration there in the sense that it it's normal to feel frustrated when you see inequity in action. When you see this yes, person had a chance yeah. because of the privileges that they had, and I don't like that other people didn't have that opportunity. Yeah. So that that's fine. Now, the, where that I where I start to have a problem is where you start to direct that at the people who have the opportunity, and yeah. you want, it's trying to drag them back down. It's like, oh, well, you shouldn't have had that. That wasn't fair. Yada yada. And it, I don't think that's the right way to frame that. I understand how no, it's natural promote, to get there, but the the right way to frame that is you what you're about to say. I'm sure. It is well, yeah. Amplify other voices is part of it, but also why? Why is the why is the question? Hey, why did they get that opportunity? And why is the question not why did I not get that opportunity? Or why did this other person not get that opportunity? And want to kind of level the playing field there? Yeah, because 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 you can't afford. Like, how do you have the energy to create art? When, like, I think anybody who works a nine to five knows that it takes it out of you. And even worse, if you're like bartending. Or doing or working as a barista and have to wake up early or something. Like it makes it really, really hard to then have the energy to really commit yourself to your work, like most very successful musicians do. It takes right. and it takes a lot of people a while to get there. Um, but the, the the less of a safety net you have, the longer it takes to get there, even if you kick ass. Like and, it's just right. it's hard. It's hard. And you know, I think that there Solutions are hard. I grants are a great place to start. Uh, applying for grants 
usually that's something that's mostly available to unsigned artists. So um, I, Canada does a much better job with this, I think, having musicians being able to apply for, for grants so that they can like make an amount of money, just like have an amount of money, create the art they want to create with it and have a little bit of freedom. Even Seattle has grants. A few years ago, Seattle had a grant to live in the Fremont Bridge and just write poetry. There's, there's, a, there's an apartment on the Fremont Bridge. So you had your housing, you had some mm-hmm. inspiration, you used to write your poetry. That's all they wanted. Right. Hey, I, I think that that's definitely could be part of a, part of a solution. I think I, there's a number of different ways to tackle it, but I, I think reframing the conversation is, is appropriate. Yeah. Framing it away from, cause it, it to draw a parallel to like student loans and people want to talk about like canceling student loan debt. And it's like, well, I had to work really hard to X, Y, Z. Other people should have to do that too. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't Hold you want on. life to be easier for the next generation? And other yeah. Like why, why it, it's, it's like, it, I, if I that. felt pain, other people should feel pain too. Kind of a revenge. I don't, I, I get on a, I, I don't know how to, describe it, but I do understand that on a primal level. But if we take the chance to step back and say, okay, well, no, 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 no one else should have to do that as well. And yeah. if we could level it, the level the playing field instead of at rock bottom, maybe towards the top, as high as we can go collectively, I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, my husband worked his ass off to pay off his student loans early and he mm-hmm. still thinks student loan debt should be canceled. Yep. No. He's like, no one else should have to do what I did. Yep. I'm in a similar boat and I agree. Yeah. I would well, also well, benefit um, from cancellations, but <laughs> <laughs> see, like I didn't have debt and I also think that no one should have debt. Yeah. No, I, I, I've got friends who didn't Within reason went through grad all the way through grad school without any debt and yeah. didn't have to work a job to put food in the table to get them through school and just stuff like that. And the amount of opportunity that provided is yep that's me not something i had yeah i'm sorry it everyone is what it no is one have, no one should have like high schoolers shouldn't have to stress about having a, a job every night after school to like buy a car like i didn't have that stress and i have a lot of opportunities and probably did a lot better in school because i didn't have that stress yeah is what yeah. it is it is. And I don't think I want more people to not have that stress. So I try to get back. Yeah. So, um, anything else you want to, you want to hit up and in, in this, in this, in this hour? Um, I mean, I wore the shirt also like, because I like metaverse, but also because, you know, violence in other countries isn't really great. Not a fan. Is that as strong as you want to go on that statement? Um, I think it's, it's not, is that even a strong, I guess it's. Israel should not be bombing Palestine. I find it bad. It's, it's like, that's, that's the understatement of the year. Like, I don't, yeah, I'm not yeah, a fan. But murdering really civilians over cool with that. All right. Bombing the AP's building and Al Jazeera's building. Yep. That's, that feels borderline. Okay. I can't say that's, uh, but to the same extent, would I be surprised that the U.S. is in favor of that, given their track record you know, last it's few very, decades? It's, it's a lot of um, political um, tap dancing. A lot of political tap tight dancing. Rock, and- tight rope walking. There's that great scene in Veep that I've been seeing that was basically putting out the, like, the most non-statement of non-statements about Israel bombing Palestine. Like five or six, seven years ago. So, yep. No, I thought it was appropriate to wear the shirt today. Make some noise, not some more. I'm a fan. I think the world would be a better place if we all did that. Yes. Yes. The risk of sounding like a hippie. I'm sure we've just lost some subscribers, but I'd also want to say, I think you can be critical of Israel and not be anti-Semitic. Well, yeah. These two things are possible. And yeah, actually not the... more common, very common. So I just like humans. Would it be nice to I not like, I just don't you know, want, yeah, I don't want them. anyone to get ex- like 
murdered like that. Yeah. Especially mm. children and civilians. Yeah. So. Oh, that was heavy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Sorry, All right. Well, who's watching I'm officially right. depressed now. <laughs> All right. Well, um, everyone out there, thanks for watching. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, please like, comment, subscribe below, and thanks for understanding. Until next time, my name is Andrew. And my name is Emily. One, Goodbye. Two, Goodbye. Three.